Hello, Comfortably Troubled. I'm here today with Dave. Dave, how the hell are you? Hey, Hannah. What's going on, dude? I'm doing great. That's good to hear. Good to hear. So I've got one question for you. Yeah. What makes you feel comfortably troubled? See, I'm peeling back the veil a little bit here for your listeners. And uh, you literally just asked me this like 25 seconds ago saying (laughs) I didn't saying I didn't have to think of a response yet. Um, I said that you could you could turn the wheels. You could turn, we can circle back to it. We've I got literally, other things. I, I think the wheels turned twice, and then you asked me. <laughs> like there was no full rotates of the wheel, and then you and then I got the question. This is I forgot that your wheels turn a little bit slower. Yeah, than, you, uh, you didn't tell people. me to grease the wheels before you told me that <laughs> I needed to turn them. So um we'll circle back we'll yeah, wait back for the wheels to turn a little more come back to me i did exactly zero thinking on the topic so that's totally fine <laughs> all right so wait i have a question um, for you though okay okay here let's let's do it so this is about the name comfortably troubled okay um i want to know what it means to you only because i was thinking of the, like the frame of mind that i would have had to be in to think of that and i'm like 2012 Dave just read a bunch of like Ernest Hemingway novels <laughs> thinking he was the greatest and like being like, oh man, the only way to make good art is to develop a drinking problem and like be comfortable in your troubledness. Like that, that's comfortably troubled to me. So, um, Okay, if you want to know the real inspiration for yeah. this name is um, I love this one stand-up special by uh, Sebastian Maniscalco where he talks about... It doesn't do it how... for me, but keep going. <laughs> you don't like Sebastian Maniscalco? No, sorry, we, I, don't, I don't mean to talk over. I don't want to stop you. Keep going. I'm, I'm okay, up. okay. Well, so we're definitely circling back to that. I'm making right. notes right now. Um. So, uh, yeah, there's this one, I can't even remember which special it was, but he said that his wife like gets on him for complaining all the time and like being upset by things. And he was like, I like to be upset. Like I like to complain. I can't remember how he phrases it, but I was like, wow, I really identify with this. Okay, so it's like it's like finding some solace in like your own anger. And it's like you don't really do anything about what, what is making you upset. You're kind of just like you're happy there. You right. like disliking what's going on. Right, right, right. Okay, so I was sort of an angsty kid, and like I found a lot of channels for my anger when I was younger. So like, like as you know, like I – I'm a martial artist and like that really helped me out like not being a punk, you know? Yeah, so I so feel like my version of being comfortably troubled is like putting myself in those sorts of situations where I have like I have outlets so I don't need to be comfortably troubled. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's like controlled aggression. <laughs> exactly. And, and yeah. to me that yeah, it's like that's me on the basketball court. Like I'm like I'm the guy who's like talking about the weather but also like throwing the hardest throwing bat, bows. Like, yeah, throwing like a box out at you at full speed. Like, so I didn't know that you started martial arts like a really long time ago. Yeah, almost like a decade now. I I think. 
Oh, snap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, like I said, I was sort of like an angsty, like very chubby kid. Like I had like a bowl cut. Um, there's a very specific video of me in art class that I can remember where like I'm dancing to a song and I just had like a pouch belly and like my hair was going over my eyes, which it also is right now, but like in a more fashionable way. Um, were were you into my chemical romance by any chance? I, I, I definitely looked like I was, (laughs) um, and what like inspired you to go to like the martial arts route? Like there's, well, I feel so, like there are so many different avenues you could have taken. You were just like, I kind of just want to kick people's asses. Yeah. So I think <laughs> it was more of like, it was more of like a, uh, so my brother's best friend, his name's John. He, uh, did martial arts from when I like from when they're three years older than us. So he probably started when he was like 15, 16, uh, and always used to bug me, like come by the gym, come by the gym, whatever. Um, they used to beat me up when I was a kid all the time. And like, he knew I could, he knew I could take a beating was really like his thesis. Like his, like, he was just like, all right, Davey can take a beating. Like, let's get him by the gym. Like he's this socially awkward and in his head was probably like this kind of ugly, socially awkward, chubby kid, you know? (laughs) And, and then he got me into the gym and like, I just never stopped going. There was like five of us that started going and like one of us dropped off that first week. One of us dropped off two weeks later one of us dropped off a year later and like, I'm just, I just never and, stopped. <laughs> and you were like, I kind of like kicking, like you guys are leaving because I'm kicking your ass, aren't you? Yeah, no, that, that definitely wasn't it. I was the one like, I was the one with the most to prove. Like I got out there day one and got my ass handed to me. Whereas everyone else found like a modicum of success. So I feel that, like that's like, that's, that's like the, you know, you're the underdog. You're the guy, like you said, you're like Rudy. Right. So, of course, you're... <laughs> First of all, I did not say that. <laughs> like you said, you're like Rudy. <laughs> yes, I co- yes, I compared myself to Rudy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you're, you're Rudy. Oh, <laughs> uh, also, Which side is why note... <laughs> you st- stuck with it the longest. I found that way more insulting because in my head, I was radio. You remember that movie, <laughs> <laughs> Remember that movie, Radio? <laughs> Oh man, I'm. Oh I'm, my god! I haven't thought about that movie in a decade. So, like me, a decade ago, definitely would have done the radio voice, but I'm not gonna now. Um, you yeah, know what he yells? I, you know what he yells? I, radio. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think that uh, that's not something that we can do anymore. Right, I don't need that on tape. I I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> so yeah, like I. I just always got my ass kicked as a kid by my brother and his friends. And then like, they gave me the opportunity to beat the hell out of them. And I don't know. It's like, it's, you know, like chasing the dragon. Yes. I've been chasing the dragon for now a decade. Like uh, uh, that first sort of jujitsu high I got where it's like a runner's high, but you also like carry the weight of a 200 pound man on you the whole time. Mm. Um, I've been trying to get that for a full decade. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel like I know, I know what you mean because I feel like it's, um, I like compulsively need to, uh, try and make something funny. Like people think that I'm like doing it intentionally, but I just like, can't help it. Yeah. 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 And, I would have never guessed that. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> but like, it's not even that I'm like looking for you to laugh, but if I get you to laugh, like, Right. It releases serotonin in my brain. Of and course, I, it like, relaxes you, and you know you're in the right situation if someone's laughing at your jokes. Like, yeah, exactly. It's like how I relate to people. You know what I mean? Right. Of course. 
So I feel like it's uh, you with jujitsu. I, I think you cut out for a second there. What What did you say before? It's like I oh. heard you. That's weird because I thought that you just cut out for a second. Okay, maybe we both cut out. Keep going. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm new to this podcasting thing. I don't know when the, I don't know when the cuts do and do not happen. Well, maybe it did on like either side. So I don't even like. Does that? I don't know. Well, I guess we'll have to figure out. Like, uh, it'll it'll be fine if we're we'll, cut we'll out edit, for a we'll, moment. Yeah, we'll edit that out. Producer, you got that? Yeah. Oh, sugar. Yeah, I got that. Sugar. Um. <laughs> uh, so I have a topic that I want your opinion on um, because I think this one is I've heard people go either way on it, which really pisses me off because it really pisses me off when people do this and it's not holding the door for people when they're behind you. What are your thoughts on this? Do you, is this something that you practice or are you just like, if I can, I can. And if I can't, I don't do it. I think sometimes I overly hold the door for people, which I, I think it's better to do that. You know, like if they're like, <laughs> I think there's a certain acceptable radius, you know what I mean? Um, yes. Where if they're like five feet behind you, obviously you're going to hold the door. Mm. I would say that my radius is like 25 feet, you know? Like, <laughs> like if, we're, if we're the only two people in a hallway and you're like, a quarter of a football field behind me and I'm like opening the door, I'm going to hold it for you. I don't expect you to jog, but people like feel like they should. And <laughs> I know I exactly mad. what you mean. If I see somebody running and they're really far away, I do hold the door open Oh, because yeah, I sure. feel so bad. I'm like, Oh, I've totally been there. Um, but also, um, I hate it when like you go to hold the door open for someone and they're like, they like turn around to talk to someone. Have you ever had that happen before? I don't think I've ever been shut down like that. Oh my God. I've like turned around to like hold the door open and like had eye contact made with me. And then they turn around and start talking to the person behind them. I'm like, okay, now you're just being a dick. Like that that would piss me right off. (laughs) You're taking advantage of the fact that I'm trying to be nice. Uh, yeah, like I'm not holding the door for your buddy as well. Like yeah. <laughs> I'm doing this for you. If anything, you you owe me. You need to walk through and walk back. <laughs> yeah. and talk to you actually need to speed up. I that's why I like the guy that's running. Like he's right. like, oh shit, somebody's gonna hold the door open for me. Yeah, no, that person is a nicer person. I just feel bad being the one that causes the person to run. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's true. But at the same time, I'm the I'm the runner. Like if someone's holding it for me, <laughs> yeah. same thing when I'm crossing the street. Like I do like the I, I do like the hand wave and then like the slow, like maybe going the same pace as a walk, but I make it look <laughs> like a jog. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just I like people to think that I'm I'm rushing for them. I, um, (laughs) I actually have like a lot of anxiety about crossing the street. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. When I, um, when I was younger, I used to go on walks with my friend, Ethan Mack, shout out Ethan Mack. He definitely doesn't listen to this, but (laughs) (laughs) not much of a friend then. (laughs) I mean, he's, he's got a baby. He's got other things to worry about. Ethan, if you're listening, stop listening. Go hang hang out with your baby. (laughs) (laughs) 
But yeah, so like uh, we would go on walks and you know, there's like, there's crosswalks without a light and then there's right. crosswalks with a light where you like press it and the lights start flashing. Mm-hmm. And like, so if it's the lights that are flashing, I do the like wait and like put my hand up to like say thank you on like both sides or whatever. But if it's the one that's at the light, I like, and the countdown starts, I just start <laughs> running or like walking really fast because I'm like, is 20 seconds enough? Like, I don't know if this is enough time for me to just casually walk across the street. Oh, I'm a mildly physically fit young person. Is 20 seconds enough time for me to get to the other side? <laughs> no, I, just I know. Get so I know nervous. No, yeah. I, I know exactly what you mean. My uh, something new that I've developed is like a little anxiety. Uh, I, I, uh, I did a, a running challenge in May. I ran a hundred miles. It, this is stuff that unemployed people do. Like I, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not trying to get like props for that. Like I'm not trying to farm, you know, self esteem uh, or Dave, whatever. Nobody's impressed by the fact that you did that. I just want. <laughs> All right, all right, good. So here's this anxiety that I developed <laughs> during this unimpressive feat. Um, when I was like, so you do a lot of, I, I try to cross in stride because I never wanted my, I never wanted to pause my workout and like lose like seconds per mile, whatever, it, mm. you know, runner yeah. jargon. But in any event, <laughs> I would always like run and give the person a wave, but not like it was, it wasn't always friendly. And I'm always thinking like, do they think I'm telling them to stop or do they know that I'm like waving? Thank you. Like, I never want them to be yeah. like, I never want them to be like, did that kid just crossing guard hand me? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I, no, I don't I know do exactly that what you mean. Cause like, you're not putting up your hand and like waving. Uh, sometimes I'll just mouth the thank you. <laughs> like yeah, I don't no. even say it out loud. I'm just I, like, mouthing thank you i think i need to work that one into my repertoire like i'm just i'm just like cruising down the street i'm also like we're not on video right now but i'm my my arms are moving like i'm like i'm fake jogging but i i'm like i'm like running throw the hand up i I, yeah you're right i gotta i gotta mouth thank you i think that's how i it's like but it's also like if that person has their window like then I start thinking like if they have their windows down and they like see me mouthing and they're not like a lip reader like they're not somebody who can read lips so I'm just like moving my mouth and like is this person a fucking mime like what's happening here (laughs) this is person of mine is that person is that person waving to me or they're stuck in a box yeah I'm like I'm like holding my hand up mouthing thank you like what's happening here (sighs) Um, on the same ilk of uh, holding the door open is standing on, like, if you're with someone and you're both standing, like, next to each other on an escalator. Oh, God, no. I Wait, hate people who what? do that. Who would yeah. ever do that? No, there's. this was something I learned in the tube in London. If you're standing on the escalator you stand on the right if you're a normal human being and you walk while you're on the escalator you go on the left yeah like i walk just up every move. escalator by the way <laughs> oh of course i like how fast it makes me feel like i'm going dude for real i feel like i'm flying like up a level and it <laughs> feels amazing <laughs> <laughs> Have I put both hands out while walking up an escalator like I'm flying? The answer is yes. 
If you yes, ever want to feel wait- if you ever want to feel weightless, walk up an escalator. <laughs> yeah. Also, like to the people who don't walk up escalators, like what what's happening here? Yeah, do you have nowhere to be? Like yeah. <laughs> I'm never on an escalator like on my leisure time. You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. I'm always in a subway station. I'm sprinting. Especially those- no Knowing what? me, like I timed it so I get to the train like right when it leaves. So I, I'm, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm skipping steps on the escalator. That's about as fast as it gets. <laughs> um, just taking people out with like the bag that you're carrying. <laughs> oh, if you're standing double wide on an escalator and and I'm running down one side, I'm saying something to you, like one hundred percent. Oh yeah, I've and definitely I, been like, "Excuse me," like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going stand on the right people and I'm like hustling <laughs> down. Um, especially those um uh I don't even know what they're called, but it's like a sidewalk escalator. Oh yeah. Um, in the airport. No, I know exactly what you're saying. Those things are a blast. <laughs> yeah, there's those are like the best things to walk on. One hundred percent. It might be even better than walking up the escalator. I, I I sometimes have you ever been to an airport where they were broken and you're like, Ugh. you've never thought about why you need them before, and then you're <laughs> like, oh wait, there's six miles of like airport gates here that I have to walk through. Like I could Ugh, really, yeah. I could really use that mo- moving path to my left. <laughs> Seriously, it's just like, uh, you. It's one of those things where it's like if you don't have it, you're like wow, like, I really need this in my life. Like, I don't ever want to go without this again. Yeah. No, so end end of day, I'm... Wait, so what was your original question again? Standing Uh, double wide on an escalator? Yeah, fuck you if you do that, honestly. (laughs) Sorry, can I swear? Is Barb going to listen to this? I feel like... I mean, I'm pretty sure I've sworn like four times already. And yes, my mom does listen to this. Shout out, Barb. Shout out to Barb. Shout You're out to Barb. You're a great gal. <laughs> uh, big shout out to the Catholic religion. <laughs> Love what you guys have done for the past thousands of years. Shout out Pope Francis. I love your shit. I actually really do love Pope, Fran- Pope Francis. Well, uh, I mean, not to get not to get political, but no, no, no. no. Let's talk about it. They Let's did say they it. said some like some stuff pretty randomly about the gays lately. Like they were just like they just were like, yeah, we no longer support gay marriage. Like, oh, so I've got hot goss about that. You have hot goss about? That? I got oh, hot goss. Tell me. <laughs> I try. So I po- follow the Pope on Instagram. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> You and, are your uh, mother's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So a little background on Pope Francis. I don't know if you know this about him, but he used to be like a mover and shaker in Argentina. I think it's Argentina. Yep, like Argentina. Yep. Yeah. And he was like, at one point, a uh, like a nightclub bouncer. Like this yeah, guy has yep. had like a really cool life. Yeah. And um, recently, so you're the Pope, right? Like if you're the Pope, you're you can't there are certain things you can't do and that's yeah. why they've gotten in trouble in the past and <laughs> they've done really terrible things because people who follow that religion or are like leaders of that religion aren't allowed to engage in like sexual interactions so really bad shit happens when you right. do things like that and um literally this this is what happened and it's the most innocent thing in the world the Pope 
like liked some, I think it was like a porn star or something, her Instagram photo. And like a bunch of people took a screenshot of, and like, who knows the Pope like might not even be on his account. You know what I mean? Like somebody yeah, else <laughs> might be on his account and like you thought they were think, on theirs. And they're on Papa the Pope. Francesco has a social media intern. <laughs> <laughs> they, I mean, yes, they have so much fucking money. Yeah, true, like, true, true. They definitely have people to do that. And I think that like whoever this was, like forgot to log out of uh the Pope's Instagram account and like a porn star's picture. Oh man. And then everybody was like up in arms and like upset with him. Cause before then he was like, We accept everybody. Like, if you have a belief in God, we accept you. You know what right. I mean? Like he was right. saying all this like really great positive stuff. And now I think all the Cardinals are like, cause they were really mad, mad with him yeah, on all of his like, um, freeness. You know what I mean? Like his, uh, acceptance was really pissing everybody off. And, um, so yeah. you think that you think that this this Instagram like was the straw that broke the camel's back and he needed to get I could see that like he needed to win some of the Cardinals back to his team. I think they were like since you did this we're gonna you know we're gonna take over these like big messages you've been sending out cuz they have a P, a whole PR team that meets with the Pope every single day. And, and I know that for the first, like, I think it was like two or three years. I don't know if it, I definitely isn't still going on probably up until the Instagram like or whatever, he would meet with these people and they would be like, all right, so this is what you're going to do today. And he would just be like, nah, fuck that. And just like, go do whatever <laughs> he wanted. And there was, I remember like, I don't know if you remember this, but there was, um, Totally, like people were in shock because he was at a like a homeless shelter. It was like a Jewish homeless shelter. Oh yeah, and he was washing that. people's feet or something, and people were yeah, like, "Oh yeah, my yeah. god!" And so yeah, he would just like go and do really cool stuff like that, like to just be like, "I like I don't believe in these like archaic ideas." And isn't that what that two popes movie is about? I didn't see that movie. You should definitely see it. Yeah, it was okay. it was really good. Right. Um, I also just have like a weird fascination with uh, the papacy. Yeah, <laughs> it's so weird. It's literally a cult. Oh, I mean, for sure. Like, you, uh, not to like, again, like I, I've already like I've I've sacrificed a lot of my political capital already since leaving the the state service. So like, I, I guess I can say some some pretty choice things, but. I'm not trying to go too bad on Catholicism, <laughs> just in case my mother listens to this. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan. We'll say, but <laughs> but like you said, like I was Team Pope Francis. I was like, this guy is this guy parties. This guy fucks. He was like, <laughs> he was like, oh like you God. you get you can have premarital sex. Like he was throwing condoms out in the middle of like St. Peter's Square. He or was whatever. not. Yeah, I swear to God. Like when he first got inaugurated, what do you call okay. it when a, when a pope gets named? I... Oh, I actually 
literally am going to fact check you after we record. For now, we're just going to like leave it leave as that is. in. Leave that yeah. in. I'm, I we're swear to God. that in. He was throwing out condoms in St. That Peter's is, I literally, all I picture is him just like, like uh, making it rain, like on the balcony <laughs> with the condoms. Just, just humming rubbers at people yeah. speaking Latin. <laughs> Oh my god! And he just at the end, he just like whips his hat off, throws it into the ground. (laughs) Dude, sorry. So, somewhat related to that, the the last time I went to any mass period was in St. Peter's Square. Like, is it St. Peter's Square? Is it St. Paul's Square? I think it's St. Peter's Square. St. Peter's, yeah, yeah. So I saw the Pope like give a service, which really, yeah, which I'm never going to church again. I told my mom that. I told my mom that. It's like... It ruined mass for you? Oh, yeah. I can't go see... I can't can't see that ever again. So first of all, they drive them around the plaza on the Pope Mobile. And it's like... (laughs) It's literally like a few thousand people like crammed into this area. Have you you been there in Rome, wherever like the the Basilica is? No, Um, I've never been. Okay. So it's like... It's like a bunch of columns like going around in a circle with like a bridge on top. And then there's like this big church in the middle. Okay. And he, and he gives mass from the front steps, but there's like lanes that they like put in where people can't stand. They drive the Pope mobile and like whatever. So he's in the Pope mobile and this dude is electric. My friend Nick Coffer, and I'll never forget this, <laughs> said the following sentence. The only person I've ever seen with more charisma than the Pope was Diplo. <laughs> Oh and I, I, I don't, I can't speak to how much charisma Diplo has, but the Pope was fucking electric. He <laughs> was going around like people would, people were wearing Pope hats in the crowd, and like he'd trade hats with them. Like, no, he'd give them his Pope hat and take theirs. Somebody had like a fruity beverage in like a like in a um in like a coconut, and he took a sip of it. What, dude? A de- a decade ago, the Pope mobile had bulletproof glass on it this guy took the glass off and now he's taking cups from strangers could be getting poison there could be there could be rising in that god forbid walter <laughs> white gave him a a drink in in saint peter's plaza whatever the guy puts no, on a show that's, that's one of the that's one of the other things that he did that like really pissed everyone off right right he, he was exposed, like i don't he he's like the pope yeah, he was like, I, well, like, why do I need a barrier between me and the, like, if I'm gonna, if like, I'm gonna get killed, like, that's on God. That's not on like, <laughs> it, it's like so true, though. It's like, yeah, like, I'm the Pope. If God wants me dead, like, he's gonna take me the fuck out. Yeah, facts. All right, you're right. <laughs> um, I mean, I, like, like I said, I'm team Papa Francesco. If you're right, and he did this like gay marriage, like shutting down gay marriage, whatever, as a way of making it up to his boys. I and, think that's like, the theory. Otherwise, they were gonna have to, I don't know, like have a pope mutiny. Um, well, because cool they were, they were really against him from the get go. They were like, "We don't want this guy." It was the I can't remember who came before him. Oh, I do. Pope Benedict, that diddler. Yeah. Yeah, he wanted, he was like, things need to change. And like, you're the only guy who can really bring in this kind of change that we're looking for. So it's like, I mean, all the evidence is right there. You know what I mean? And I know people are like really upset with the Pope because they think that like he's sending out this message of like being um, 
anti-LGBTQ. Am I, are those the right letters? Am I, I saying that? I right? think that, I think that it's some lib shit if people yell at you about like not adding enough letters. Like you, you made a, you made a good faith effort, you know? Okay. Okay. I, yeah, I think I mean, that, like, I think that it's LGBTQIA+. Okay. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. It's LGBTQIA+. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make an effort. I, um, no, I do no, think no, no. it's important to like. Me too. Try and meet people where they want to be met. But also when it's being switched up a lot, it's really hard for me. I, I mean, like I have a hard time focusing on like what's right in front of me. Right. So I, I just, I just don't think that like ex trans person is going to be like, you didn't put enough letters in. I think like the Nancy okay. Pelosi liberals of the world would be like, you didn't put enough letters in. Oh, the fake you liberals. Know, it, that's no, no, the liberals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a leftist and we yell at liberals from the left, but keep going. Well, cause they're, they ruin it for like everybody else. Like, exactly. It's like, you can't be mad at someone for making an effort. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but sorry, I'm putting chapstick on. I really oh, need how, how professional. Um, <laughs> you always need to have chapstick and some water because you get dehydrated really easily doing this. That's yeah, what I've I haven't, learned. I haven't talked this much in a half hour <laughs> in a long time. It's it's no small feat, my friend. It no, is it's a, not. Uh, I swear. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. exhausting. So... Uh, let's see. What else do I have here? What else you got for me now that neither of our mothers are going to talk to us this week? <laughs> Until like next Easter. No, yeah, just kidding. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, my mom's a lot like your mom, except instead of making hummus, she makes meatballs. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she she also won't talk to me for a while after hearing this. But is she? Do you think? Do you think your mom's going to listen? Uh I might not send it to her. You know. What's her name? Marianne. Marianne, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no. Does your does your mom ever give you the silent treatment? Oh yeah. Is that like the worst thing she could do get growing up? Because like that yes. that was the worst thing my mother could do was just stop talking to me for like four or five days. There is literally well, okay. So <laughs> I think I don't know if she's like given me the silent treatment since this day. But there was there is this one time in high school where um there's this park. Oh shit, what was the name of the park? It's in it's like on Canandaigua Lake, way down at the uh what is it, the north? I think the north end of the lake. I think uh Canandaigua's on the south end, Naples is on the north end. That's probably wrong, but that's fine. I mean, you're um, the one from there. I, I can't answer yeah, this question. Yeah, I know. Like, I know you can't contribute <laughs> to the direction. <laughs> okay, so the Naples end, there's uh, a park, like a, um, a New York State Park. So it's like a huge park with trails. It's really beautiful. And it's about 40 minutes away from where, from my house that I grew up in. And uh, me and my friends really wanted to go hiking. And this was a period of my life where if I was going hiking, it meant I was getting high. And um, <laughs> so that period of my life has never stopped. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't do that anymore because like if now I'm so I've conditioned myself to like, if I am going to get a little toasty, it means I'm going to bed. 
So like if I took it hiking, I'd probably be like, can we like turn around and go back? That, like that's a, honestly, like, I commend that. That's, that's a great, that's a great <laughs> relationship with marijuana. <laughs> it's taken me a while to get here, Dave. Don't worry. Right. right. He says, he says as he puffs his pen. <laughs> so we, my mom drives us 40 minutes to go hiking. And I also was at the point in my life where I didn't have like a contraption to smoke it out of. I didn't know how to roll a joint. Mm-hmm. So I brought a water bottle. Yeah. Like classic. I, and I was like so good at making those. It was sad. <laughs> Actually, back then it was like probably like a good skill to have. Yeah. Honestly, like, <laughs> you were, you were like the man of the friend group because you could make a water bottle bong. Yeah, I could, it was, um, I got a lot of satisfaction out of making those, but now looking back, I'm like, oh, that's definitely going to come back and like give me cancer or something. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but if it comes, you know why. Yeah, I mean, like, honestly, this isn't a shock. Um, I've been waiting for this phone call, but so <laughs> we, uh, you know, we do a little hiking, we stop, we smoke and we smoke way too much like those water bottles really fucked you up oh yeah you could get like a full if you got like a full water bottles hit worth and you're, because you're spanked remember like you could cover like the mouth hole of it and the smoke would just fill up oh yeah inside of the water bottle so then like you'd just be taking like a huge hit from the water bottle so we were way too high. None of like, and we had we had eye drops. Like we were prepared, and none of us could get our eyes to not be red. Like <laughs> they were lit- They were they were tomatoes. Like we just had like tomato eyes, and we like went into the bathroom. And my mom was like, I want to say ten minutes away from um, arriving there, and I was like, okay. And she's like can you guys like get out, come out? Like I'm here. Like why are you in the, still in the bathroom? And then I was like, all right, I'm just going to like face the music. So we go out there. And I remember getting in the car and like looking at it and being like, Hey, like how was your day? And then just feeling cross-eyed. Like that's how high I was. I was just like looking at her cross-eyed and she goes, were you guys smoking pot? And I was like, no, no, <laughs> like there's no way around it. Of course I was like, because yeah. <laughs> when like you're a teenager, you're just like, I, there's no way I'm admitting to this right now. 100%. You don't know that you, you haven't realized that it's better to admit it right then and there yet. You right. Know, like, you haven't admitted it. So you don't know. <laughs> Especially I feel like if you grew up Catholic, your parents literally have put the fear of God in you. Oh, yeah. So if you like the biggest thing is like disappointing your parents is like oh god i'm feeling that's bad for everybody but like it i think when you're catholic the whole guilt thing like brings it to another level oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) i just Um, i disappoint my parents every day that i don't have a job you know like (laughs) like my dad my dad has i'm not kidding my dad is a is a warrior he like worked for some company they sold it like he was unemployed for like three four months now he has an interview like every three days like he's working like on a contract at one thing and then he's like oh yeah i got an interview tuesday i'm like dad save some interviews for the rest of us bro like 
I've been unemployed for four months. You're a warrior. And I'm just like, what does he think of me? Like, does he think his son's a loser? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you, you can cut that if you want. That That's just something I needed. <laughs> Got a little uh, cathartic there. No, Dave, you know that I live with my parents. Oh, and true, true. I literally <laughs> sometimes just wake up and I'm like, another day waking up at Barb and Gary's house. <laughs> like... And I'll, or I'll wake up and be like, God damn it. You're still a cliche. You got to oh, get man. out of your parents' basement. Like what's happening right now? <laughs> yes, I, I believe. Okay. So what you're saying is we wake up to similar anxiety Yeah, where I'm, like, where I'm like, fuck another day without a job. And you're like, fuck another day in Barb's basement. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And like, I feel like um, what sucks is that I feel like, you know, your parents want you to do everything the best that you can. They want like the best life for you. And that's a lot of the time where their disappointment comes from is because they want you to like succeed and be happy. And it's like, could that's like too much pressure. I can either succeed or be happy. You need to to pick one. Yeah. This isn't the eighties anymore. You can't do both ma. Yeah, like, I'd love to know, like, how much debt you were in when you graduated from college, because I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's nothing like what I graduated with. So I can either be successful or be poor and happy. You need right. to pick. Right. And your starting salaries were the same and money was worth a third as much as it is now. So. Yeah, seriously. It's so obnoxious. But, like, I also, I feel bad that... um you just sometimes like it's hard to just drive that point home. You know what I mean? Like it's not something that I think a lot of parents are able to comprehend because it's a really natural thing to compare what you went through to what the person like, you know, is going through. Right. And so then they're like, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And it's like, uh, the year is 2021, and um, we also just went through a pandemic. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> yeah, Ma, I need no you to. In a <laughs> I need you to like take a step back and pretend that you grew up now. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> Which and like, I think of our, vice versa. Like, it's hard for us to imagine being like 26 and being able to save up and afford a house. You know what I mean? Yep. And like. I- Go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 no. no. You go, 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 go. I was just going to say, like, I think that's also just like, like, I don't think I'm ready to have a house. You know what I mean? That's like a whole other thing of responsibilities. And so that brings to me to my next question. Do you think that, like, not being poor makes you more responsible? If you're allowed to make the amount of money that you need in order to comfortably live, do you think that people just like are like they're forced to become more responsible? So sometimes I feel that way. Like, so I I have this I've been in this period of my life for about four years where I'm not quite living paycheck to paycheck, but like I might as well be. Mm. So like my thought has always been like, if I make a little bit more money, like, am I still going to gamble it all away 
on <laughs> like on this terrible Celtics team? Like, am I still am I gonna just gonna like make bigger bets or am I gonna actually save money for the first time in my life? Um so let- I have no idea. I will let you know if I ever make more money <laughs> than I do right now. Let me ask you something. So do you make bets based on the teams that you like or genuinely who you think is going to win? Uh, both. I usually, I try to avoid betting on the teams that I like, but I always bet on the Celtics. Like no matter what, like I just always have faith that the C's are going to pull it out and they went 500 this year. So you can imagine what my bank account looks like, you know, like, so don't you think you need to like come up with a new strategy? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Am I gonna? <laughs> Probably not. But do I know I have to? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not dumb. I'm just an addict, you know? Yeah. Um. Do you plan on doing anything about your addiction? Oh, yeah. No. Full disclosure. And like, like to be upfront, I haven't been gambling a lot. I actually haven't been gambling since I lost my job. But I like to think that I carry a gambler's mentality into most things. That is, um, that's a serious improvement, Dave. I'm really yeah. proud yeah, of yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah, and by and by I'm not gambling, I mean that I'm playing a little poker still and I gamble every time I play golf and I golf a lot and I play tennis <laughs> once a week and bet on that tennis match, but I'm not betting on 11 sports games a night. Like that is generally genuinely an improvement like that, yeah. Do you think um uh, do you think Rachel's going to be really upset that we're talking about this? No, no, I don't. I, I think that, I think that what like Rachel didn't want, I think, I don't think Rachel wanted me to say anything embarrassing about her. I think she's fine okay. with me talking about my vices. Okay. Um, so, so pry away. Uh, okay. So what I want to know is, cause I am such a scaredy cat. I'm like so scared to bet on stuff. And I usually just make like personal bets with people that I know. And if I know for absolutely a fact that I'm right, then (laughs) I will make a bet. Yeah. But uh, so like I it's so hard for me to understand the idea of like, you know, putting your money towards something when like you don't know whether like, you know, you can do the odds all you want. Right. You can look at the ads all you want. But the fact of the matter is, is like it's being left up to the chance gods and I don't trust the chance gods. Right. No, you're I mean, you're right. I I have like a I have like almost untethered it from the money that's involved, if that makes any sense. Like, okay, in, in my mind, the winning and the losing isn't the part that excites me. It's the fact that like placing a bet makes literally every sporting event better. Oh, like, okay. like you will, you don't know a thrill until you've bet like an over in the 11 p.m. like Hawaii versus USC football game that's like tipping off on Oahu in like th- an hour, and <laughs> it's like you got to get over 42 points, and there was only 12 points scored in the first half, but USC comes out in the second half and and has a and returns a kickoff and you're back in it but then there's two stops and and then like you end up covering out of nowhere like with five seconds left and you're like oh my god but the the score could be like 40 to 10 but it could still be an interesting game if they're scoring points and you bet on the points total you know what i mean like it could yeah it could make a blowout interesting 
So would you consider yourself an adrenaline junkie? Oh, 100%. Okay. I, I think I get the same thrill from like going to, well, in many ways, I'm an adrenaline junkie. I, I'm kind of like a cowardly skier. So like when you think of an adrenaline junkie, like, and you think of a skier, like you thinking of someone who's probably going off jumps. I mean, I, I actually think, um, adrenaline can come from like a lot of different things. Well, yeah, you know that's, what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what I was going to come back to is like, I'm not like a, I'm not like an action sports, like heights, like, like throwing myself down the mountain as fast as I can, like that sort of adrenaline junkie. But like, I get the same thrill from like gambling from this is going to sound weird and you can come at me for it. Getting punched in the face gives me that thrill. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like, like, like I, in as much as I love fighting because it's sort of like a, it's like a back and forth. It's like a dangerous chess match. I also so, like just genuinely like getting hit. Like, it, <laughs> it, 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 it gets me. It gets me like where I need to be. You know, like it gets me in that mindset. Um, you heard it here, folks. Uh, first folks, uh, Dave is a actual psychopath. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but I do, I have a, I have a follow-up question because yeah. I'm fascinated by this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think it has like, did you, you don't have to answer this, but did you experience anything like traumatic as a child? Do you oh, think no, it, it was, go ahead. It, it goes Sorry. back to, it goes back to, um, John, the kid who got me into fighting and my brother, like their activities when I was a kid. And when we were kids, they were three years older than me were to beat the shit out of me. Like there was, there was a um, Christmas Eve. I'll never forget this. I went over to, I'm I'm not going to say, I I almost just said their last name. I'm not going to say that, but (laughs) I went over to John's house and my mom left me there for the day. And we were going to my grandmother's that night and Nikki and John brought me up to the attic hog tied me in the closet <laughs> put a cheetah vest on me like that they wore when they were pimps for halloween right wrote ass cabbage on the back blindfolded me hit me with wiffle ball bats shot paper hornets at me and then after a few hours of this untied me brought me out to the backyard and made me box them. They each wore one glove and I wore two gloves. And they made it, they made, they like sold me that that was how it was fair. Like it's to the point oh where, it's to the point where my parents went to a wedding last weekend and one of the, um, one of like the kids they hadn't seen, it was, it was one of my brother's friend's weddings. And okay. one of the kids they one of the kids they hadn't seen for like a decade was like, Hey, how's Davey doing? Like, they were really mean to him when, when he was a kid. Like, like, is he all right from that? And it, it, I think it, it, I think it really like, like toughened me up. Maybe not in like the best of ways, mm. but like when I'm fighting, if I get hit in the face, like I'm just going to like, that just gets me into the game. You know, like, mm. like when I play basketball, if I throw a couple hard box outs, and then someone throws a hard box out to, on me on the other end. Like, it makes you want to go harder. Right. And then I'm focused. And then like my adrenaline's pumping and like I'm ready to go. You know? It's, yeah. It, it's, it, 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 I don't know. I think that's fascinating. Yeah. I, I think I, it's, it's so interesting like how people um, – because like I feel like, uh, you know, everybody's like the sum of their experiences. But right. – 
the way that you get over some of those experiences, especially if like they're difficult for you at the time is so fascinating to me. No. Yeah. I, what's weird though, is that I don't know if it was difficult. Like I just liked, I, I liked being around them and like, this is just what we did. Like, they would make me run around and shoot paintballs at me, you know? I mean, like, I feel like you definitely weren't pumped about the whole uh, hogtied cheetah vest oh, incident. Yeah, that, 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 one, that one was a little over the line. That like, probably that, hurt that, a little. That's the one that sticks with me. Like That, that one is bad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. But that's like what you do with your siblings, isn't it? I guess, but that's pretty fucked. Do you, I mean, <laughs> that's one a, That's time... some borderline Catholic church shit. Kelsey really liked to take the bike lock that we had and lock me to things. <laughs> and like, I definitely was no angel either, but I can remember two incidents where she would lock me with a bike lock to things. And I would just be like screaming at the top of my lungs. How, like how small was the bike lock that you couldn't like wriggle your way out of it? Like she would like double loop it. Oh boy. Yeah. Like, oh, man, I remember, who was it? It was, like, one of her guy friends. For some reason, I think she, like, invited him over, but he, like, walked up into our barn because that's where I was, like, (laughs) I was bike-locked to the air hockey table. So it was, like, if I tried to break free, I'd break the air hockey table, and it didn't work that great to begin with. So I was, like... Oh fuck! Like I can't move right now. <laughs> so I was just like screaming, and he came upstairs and was like, "Oh Jesus Christ, Kelsey! Like, come unlock your sister." <laughs> come unlock your sister is such a funny sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Kelsey, come unlock your sister. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if my parents listen to this, they're gonna be mortified. <laughs> See, if my parents listen to this, they're going to be like, yep, that makes sense. Like, <laughs> that's our Dave. Oh, my God. Um, Dave, is there anything that you want to plug or you want to like, like, do you have a message for people? What do you, what's the, how do you want to uh, end this? Um, uh, if you are a public policy employer in the greater Boston area and this podcast didn't scare you off from potentially hiring me I suggest you send me your job listings um hire Dave yeah hire me I do have two interviews next week woot woot um so congratulations thank you thank you that's exciting yeah, yeah, yeah. I learned about them both today. So it, Oh wow. This yeah. has been a big day for you. It's been a huge day for me. I played I played pretty good golf and <laughs> I got two interviews offered. Did so. you make any money off your golf game? No, I lost money. I played with my brother. He's a really good player. So Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I gotta well, learn to knock ammo with him. Um as far as other things for me to plug, I don't have anything. So I'm just gonna say be good to each other, people, you know? Yeah. Be good to each other, troublemakers. Let's be let's be nice to each other, troublemakers. Um, all right, everybody. If you would like to check out more content, you can go to comfortably-troubled.com. And if you have anything for us, if you want to, you know, shoot us a message, you can do that either on Instagram at uh, at comfortably troubled. 
or you can send us an email at comfy.trouble. That's C-O-M-F-Y dot trouble. All right, Dave, I'll see you when I see you. See you, Hannah. Thank you. Bye. Bye.